hello everyone. I hope um, I hope you're back to watch the part two of the the mindset episode on cigars and syndication, where we're passionate about cigars and real estate. Uh, we're still smoking this Cavalier. It is um, it's got a nice burn to it. It's been uh, it's been a really mild. I would say it's on the milder side of the smokes that we've uh, been smoking here on uh, cigars and syndication. But it's a really refreshing, uh, nice. Uh, Got us a real complex flavor. Uh, got some chocolates and some cedar and maybe getting a literal leathery as I get a little further down, but still really a, a good mild uh, smoke. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, part two of The Mindset. Um, yeah, we've been smoking this Cavalier. You know, um, I really like the the flavor. I know this is a Habano, Nicaraguan Habano, not Cuban Habano. By Nicaraguan Habano binder and filler, and you know, I just there's something about Nicaraguan cigars that I just really love over, you know, the Honduran or the other types of cigars. Uh, but yeah, I do get a, you know, I'm still getting a nice cedar. I'm getting a, it's mellowed out a little bit and a very very nice peppery flavor too a little bit. Yeah, it's it's been a good smoke. I'm I'm glad you found this one. I honestly had never even heard of Cavalier before today. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm learning as you are. Is it, this one's got the uh, the little gold leaf over here that you can smoke. So you know you don't have to remove that wrapper as you remove the 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 paper wrappers we take off because it changes the flavor of the cigar. But this this thing you can still smoke. Huh. Well, I'm looking forward. I think I'll be smoking it down to the to the little gold label. Today, um, today we're gonna touch on. Uh, can you change? Can you change your mindset? Can you can you be a fixed mindset and change to a growth mindset? So just to recap what we talked about in, in the previous episode on mindset is that the difference between the fixed mindset, which which basically limits you, uh, the fixed mindset person, uh, uh, people with the fixed mindset believe that they're either born with the intelligence or born with the knowledge, or they have it somehow inherently in them, and it's all or none. Whereas the growth mindset uh, mentality is that, you know, we are always here to learn. And so every success is a learning opportunity. Every failure is a learning opportunity. And I don't know about you, Robbie, but I've had a lot more failures in my life than I've had successes. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And, and you know, everybody knows about everyone's successes. And, you know, some people know about your failures, but a lot of my failures nobody knows about. And, you know, I try to learn from them and make sure they don't happen again. Um, and, and, but I do try to share some of my failures with, with peers just, you know, so they can avoid some of those mistakes. So the question for this episode, uh, and I'm going to present it as the way when we were talking about this book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, uh, very good book. Uh, I suggest everybody who's in the uh, real estate arena or in any kind of a business or just, you know, for success, you read this book. It gives you a lot of, uh, good tips on, um, on how the, the differences between the fixed mindset and the growth mindset are. But she also talks about the change, right? So she asks this question and she says, well, what are the consequences of thinking your intelligence or your personality is something you can develop as opposed to a fixed deep-seated trait? So she's basically asking, if you think about it, why do why is it that people don't want to change what are the consequences if if you have fixed mindset what are the consequences of trying to change to a growth mindset and and this is something that we want to discuss in this episode 
I, I think change is is tough and it is challenging, um, but I don't think it's um, it's unsurmountable if if you embrace it. So one of the things that I'll tell you in my own life uh, is, uh, and, and you know, people change, right? So people change from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, and not overall, but you can even change in situations, right? So um, one of the things where I had a fixed mindset, and I've had it for years and years and years and years and years, was every New Year's, I make a resolution that I want to learn Spanish this year. And mainly because my wife can speak Spanish. My kids all took Spanish in high school, four and five years of it. My daughter took Spanish in college. So they all speak Spanish. I'm the only one who doesn't speak Spanish. And I do speak other languages. You know, I, I'm multilingual. But every year I make a resolution that I'm going to speak Spanish. I will go and buy books. I will go and buy software. I'll go and buy apps. And then by the middle of the year, I'll just tell myself, well, you know what? I'm just not good at languages. You know, some people are just good at learning languages quickly, and I'm not good at languages. And therefore, I'm not going to be able to learn this. And that is a fixed mindset. And I think, I think from my perspective, I used to think that as I got older, it was tougher and more challenging to, to make change and to have a growth mindset um, but I did get past that hurdle, and, and actually, I've, I've been really excited and and rejuvenated and learning new things. and And I don't think you ever stop. So let me go back to the question that that uh, that uh, this book mindset uh, Carol Dweck asks. So, what is the consequence? So, I ask myself that question: What is the consequence of of wanting to to learn this new language? Why am I making excuses and saying that? I'm just not good at languages. Well, number one, I don't want to work at it. I don't want to put the time into it. And really, that's really what fixed mindsets versus growth mindsets come down to, right? Again, nobody's inherently born with any kind of knowledge more than anybody else. Everyone has to work at it. Everybody works in different, um, in, in different paths, in different ways, at different paces, right? So sure, some people will inherently learn a lot faster, but they still have to learn it, right? They have different techniques to learn it. So when I asked myself that question as to why I'm not learning Spanish, the answer I came up with is, number one, I don't want to put the time into it, okay? Number two is that I think it's a lot of fear too, right? It's a lot of fear that, well, I have to learn a new language and then what happens when I have to, when I tell all of my family members that, hey, I've learned Spanish and now we go to Mexico and they're like, okay, well, well, or we go to a Mexican restaurant and they're like, well, why don't you talk in Spanish? And I'm like, um, oh, I, I can't remember now, you know? So I think that there's this inherent fear that I'm going to have to, you know, I'm, 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 it's, I'm out of my comfort zone. I don't want to go and, and, and be able to talk in Spanish unless I can do it fluently. And the catch-22 is that you can't do it fluently until you start talking. Well, I mean, and I, I kind of, I agree with that. And I think that I can relate that to a lot of people that I know that are in careers that they're not happy with. They want to make change, but they've like, I've been doing this forever. I don't know what else I would do. And, and I think you have to continue to drive yourself 
And you have to challenge yourself to make those changes. And I think that fear that you're talking about is what keeps so many people from making those changes in their life. Yeah. So can people change? Absolutely. Can I learn Spanish? Absolutely. Do I want to work at it? Mm, I don't know. I, I think I should. But uh, again, it requires work. And going back to, you know, when people talk about, um, well, you know, real estate is not for me. Investing, you know, in real estate or getting that first house done, um, you know, um, that first rental house or the first investment property, that's not for me uh, because I'm just not, I don't have the knack for it. This is what I've heard. I've heard people say, I don't have the knack for it. And, uh, and actually a friend of mine who has uh, a lot of multifamilies, I'm sorry, a lot of single family houses. And what I keep pushing him to do is get into multifamily. And interestingly enough, what he says to me is, you know, multifamily is really not for me. I, I just, you know, I just don't know enough about it. And so this is a guy who worked at a Fortune 100 company for 20 years in IT. He left the Fortune 100 company and uh, got into single-family homes. And he did it. He transitioned slowly. As he was working, he started buying his first house, and, and he transitioned into, you know, I think he's got like 30 single-family houses right now. And so the question I asked him was, well, you had never done a single-family house before when you were at this Fortune 100 company, but yet you, you did transition into being a single-family home investor. How is it different from doing multifamily? You know, I think I think it boils down to, to finding something that that you're passionate about and something that you want to do, but don't just sit there and dwell on the fact that you can't do it or you don't know how to do it or you don't know what it takes to do it. Um, you you really have to drive yourself to figure out what it is you need to do to do what you're passionate about because you're going to do it a lot better whether it whether it's commercial real estate, residential real estate, multifamily. Um, are just passive investing. Uh, it, you have to take that first step and educate yourself to get closer to your dreams, whatever that is for you. Yeah. And, you know, let me give a, a tip to our audience out there who are thinking of going into real estate. Maybe you want to start with one single family house, or maybe you want to start with, you know, a duplex, something that you want to rehab and sell, or you want to uh, rehab and rent out. Whatever city you're in, go Google meetup groups for real estate. There's a lot of meetup groups everywhere for commercial, for residential. Start attending those. And I know it's hard work, you know, to work from eight to five and then go in the evenings and start networking, right? There are meetup groups. There are other trade groups for real estate. There are real estate finance groups. Even just on Facebook, you can start talking to people on Facebook and you can meet up with these groups and ask them, hey, I want to get into uh, flipping homes. How do I do it? You know, I have a nine to five job, but, you know, I want to get into this and I want to transition. It is not quick. It is slow. And it takes work and it takes time. But... If you really want to do it, your growth mentality, your growth mindset will let you 
learn from the mistakes that you make as you go along and make a plan to move forward. The first time you go to a networking event, you're going to feel like a fish out of water. Then you're going to meet that one person that changes it and inspires you and, and, and maybe even holds you a little accountable. Get out, you know, get out of your comfort zone, uh, meet new peers and, and follow your dreams and, and don't be afraid. Don't say you can't. Always have that mindset with a positive twist on it and, and drive and learn and educate yourself as much as you can. Right. And we, you know, we hope you learned a lot. Your homework for today, go out there. If you've been contemplating getting into investing, contemplating investing into real estate, find a Facebook group in your area, find a meetup group, go meet with peers, go meet with people, start talking to them. You don't have to start investing. It took me, you know, over a year of of evaluating and talking and figuring it out. And even after I had figured out what I wanted to do with single family homes, I started with single family homes. Um, I evaluated 30 single family homes before I bought my first one. But I didn't get discouraged at the first or the five or the 10 or the 20. I kept going and going and going until I found that right one, which made sense to me. I was comfortable. I understood it. And this is really what it comes down to, right? People are not comfortable with these things. Well, you'll get comfortable once you start acquiring the knowledge. And that knowledge comes from a growth mindset. Well, I think um, I think having a, a really open-minded growth mindset with a positive attitude uh, will lead you down the right path. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we really, I, I really enjoyed this Cavalier. Uh, been a really good smoke. It's a, it's a nice milder smoke, um, but but really good burn. And um, I've enjoyed the the flavor. The the cocoa's kind of gone. It's getting a little more peppery. Um, probably closer to a medium now, whereas the first two thirds were a mild. Uh, but but great smoke. Thanks for bringing this Cavalier, Jay. Absolutely, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, leave your comments. Uh, look at the uh, links. Below, we will link to the mindset book and some of the other books that I've uh, mentioned in this episode. Um, and uh, visit our website, www.albanyparkcapital.com. Hit the resources tab. There's a lot of articles to get you started. Uh, and then leave us some comments. Follow us on social media. You know, uh, if you need some help, we're, we're always here to help you. Just send us an email, send us a, uh, a request on social media and we'll be, we'll, we'll make sure we get back to you. We'll see you next time.